This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee. It's 11.30 a.m., Wave 94, 94.1. You're listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I know why all of us would like to escape because, boy, are we living in really perilous times. You know, you want to be happy. You want to be Christmassy. But the news and and the things that you hear on social media and Chanquel Robinson, oh my God, Kanye West, it goes on and on. It never stops. How do we manage to believe that Jesus is real, heaven is real, love, joy, and peace could actually be achieved? And so... I thought today we'd just stop for a second and look at the fact that we really are living in perilous times. And so when you're living in perilous times, how do you escape to heaven? Second um, Timothy, third chapter says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. So how do we know that we're there? It says, for men will be lovers of themselves. Well, we see that. Lovers of money, we see that. Boasters, we see that. Proud, blasphemers, that's continuously on TV and everywhere. Disobedient to parents. Children are killing their parents because they didn't buy them a game. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, the Shanquel Robinson. How do you kill your friend completely naked after she paid for the entire trip? And that's brutal. And then tape it and video it. Brutality. Despisers of good. And that's what that seemed like. She was a good kid that the evil people around her just completely despise her. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's our culture now. Um, having a form of godliness. Yeah, they'll run to church on Sunday, but there's no transformation. There's no changing. There's no repentance, nothing. Having a form of godliness but denying is power. And from such people, turn away. So that feels like the entire population. So do we become uh, introverted? 
Do we hide in our homes? Do we stay in our small little culture called the church so that we don't interact with these people that are now existing during perilous times? How do we escape? Second Timothy, uh, the second chapter, verses 21, it says, therefore, if anyone cleanse yourself, so you need to cleanse yourself, right? Uh, become a vessel of gold and silver, uh, not one of wood and clay, not one of dishonor. So you have to cleanse yourself. <clears throat> and um, when you do that, cleanse yourself from foolishness, cleanse yourself from profanity, idle babbles, cleanse yourself from ungodliness, cleanse yourself. So in cleansing ourselves, we become a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, which means the creator, prepared for every good work. So in the midst of perilous times, we are to focus more on becoming clean, honorable, sanctified, useful vessels to expand and to do good work. We must flee youthful lusts but, and pursue righteousness. That means right standing with God. So how do you get there? Reading the Bible, meditating on His Word, praying, being still, giving Holy Spirit a time to commune with you daily. Increase your faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart and avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. That's kind of hard because a lot of time people will set you up to have an argument with you. So that requires a certain degree of humility. You have to kind of like humble and move away from what you know. If you say the next word, it's going to be a big fight. So avoid the fight. I hate to keep talking about Shanquilla Robinson, but in that video, as they were brutally beating her, they, one person said, can't you fight back? And she said, no, that broke my heart. But then again, is that what we're to do as believers and Christians? There are moments in this walk where we don't fight back. Wow. And so the Lord, the word of God is saying that a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition of God, perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and what? Escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by the devil to do his will. So a lot of the individuals and culture that we're observing now is not of their own nature. It's the fact that they have been taken captive of the devil. And so what are some of the conditions that we will see during perilous times? Besides what we've just spoken about, if we go over to Second Peter, and I've given you a lot in a few minutes because I want you to understand 
that even during the season of life that we're living in, which is perilous times, the Lord still expects you to be that light, to hold on to righteousness, to still seek his face. Amen. So Second Peter, starting at verse 1, says that there will also be false prophets among the people, even as there are false teachers, and they'll bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many who follow them will be destroyed because of the way of truth will be blasphemed. I think right now I saw over the weekend that there's a, a Messiah of the Jews. I mean, okay, how did that come about? Uh, you look on the YouTube and the TV and you're seeing all kind of people that are individuals that are raising themselves up and kind of claiming to be Jesus. We have to be careful because by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle. Their destruction does not stumble for God. So if God did not spare the angels, right, who sinned, and he cast them down to hell and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, nor did he spare the ancient world, right, and only save Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. And then he turned. This is what God has done. And I'm saying this to let you and I know that, okay, we cannot use this and escape. But God, did you not see what they were doing? How could I possibly live holy? I mean, every time I turned the TV on, they're naked people. I'm, I was shocked over this weekend. I was just chilling out and you couldn't even enjoy television. I'm almost to the point like, okay, no more TV. Because why? You can't watch it. Uh, I, I even saw something recently about some clothing manufacturer who are using children at the age of three to six as models. And in the background, you see skeletons, all kind of wickedness and evilness. I, I mean, it is horrible now. But it's going to get worse. And the question is, how do we live holy? How do we escape to heaven even while we're living in such perversion? Knowing that God is not going to spare you and I if we don't live holy, even in the midst of this. He did not spare the angels who sinned, nor the ancient world. And he turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, which was a fruitful place, by the way, remember, that was the fruitful land when Abraham and Lot separated. That Lot said, well, I want that over there. Why? Because it was all fruitful. So Sodom and Gomorrah was turned into ashes. So God condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. Lot went there with all of his men, and he had a huge congregation. But on the day that the angels came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot only had his family, and not really all of them. He had two daughters that were virgins, 
had a wife that was still so connected to perversion that she could not turn away, even as she was escaping. She was turned into a pillar of salt. Let's continue. Second Peter, second chapter, verse number seven. So God delivered righteous. Did you hear that? Lot. Lot figured out how to remain righteous in a culture that was much worse than what we're living through right now. And he was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. That's what you and I as believers of Jesus, of righteous people, saints of God, that's what we're going through right now. We're being tormented because our ears, our heart, our soul, it's like there is no limit to this constant embodiment of, of, of sin and perversion. It's no end. Huh? And so Lot lived through that. Then the Lord knows how. So here's the key. God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. That's what we see. I believe there was a movement recently to try to get rid of police officers. And what does that mean? That is the spirit of lawlessness. That as a population, there's a segment that do not want to be under authority. And these individuals are, per the Bible, presumptuous, self-will, afraid. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, not understanding anybody that's the president, the king, or the leader of a country, God allowed that. So when you speak against a leader, a president, you're speaking against God's will. I know we don't like to hear that, but it's still the truth. Whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a accusation against them before the Lord. And what are they saying? When uh, Moses died and there was a fight, there was a struggle for his body. Satan wanted it. The Lord didn't permit it. The archangel Michael had to stand in order to protect the body of Moses. But Michael did not say anything against Satan. He said, the Lord rebuke you. But us, and our pride, we, we dare to say so many things, even as saints of God, that we should not say. And I repent now for anything I've said unknowingly. You know, we, we don't have that right. God created all things, and all things have purpose according to the Father. But these rebellious, presumptuous people that live today, they live like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who counted pleasure 
to carouse in the daytime. If you go to Miami, which is where I'm from, uh, the nightclubs are open until at least noon. That's carousing in the daytime. They're not working. They're still partying. And these are called spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and they cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. This is not the hour or the time to not know which side are you on. You're either on the side of righteousness or you're not. It's that simple. And if you don't know what you are or what kingdom you're in, you're unstable and you are ripe to be picked and devoured. We live in perilous times. I'm reading from the Bible. So these uh, people, the individuals that are existing during perilous times, they're self-willed, they're natural brute beasts. We saw that on the videos recently. Their spots, blemishes, eyes full of adultery. Their heart is trained in covetous practices. They are cursed children, forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. We've seen the... um Recently, I think I saw rap artists just being killed because they're with cursed people doing cursed things. <laughs> okay. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. But they'll promise them liberty while they themselves are slaves of corruption. We're living in that era today. A lot of our population, the lower income people are being promised liberty. But the ones who are extending the promise are slaves themselves. So the point is, verse number 20, if any of us, me included, you and I, believers, if you have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then you become entangled in them again, then the latter end is going to be worse for you and I than the beginning. Do not get entangled again. Once the Lord has set you free, run, run and run for your life. Because it would have been better for you not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it and you turned away from the Holy Commandment. You're like a dog that returns to his own vomit. So I don't want to be like that. And I need to know what to do. Well, Peter, actually, uh, I believe it's Paul I want to talk about today. He lived during a like period over in Rome. And um, 
it's, it gives a good example of what to do. So Acts, the 19th chapter, uh, Paul was passing through Ephesus and he found some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? So let's stop. What are we getting to? It's not enough in the perilous times to be a believer. You have to be Holy Spirit filled. So they said to him, well, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So we definitely do not know what you're talking about. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Paul responded, okay, John indeed baptized. But his baptism with the repentance saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. So these disciples, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Paul laid hands on them. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So what's important about that is that once you're filled with Holy Spirit, you can have the same expectation of manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life, the same just as Paul did with these new disciples. Acts the 19th chapter, starting at the 11th verse, it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. So the Spirit of the Lord was even in his clothes, okay? Why? Because he made his vessel an honorable vessel. He made his vessel sanctified and available for the use by the Master, by the Creator God, the Father, okay? And so the Holy Spirit permeated his clothing, and his clothing was taken to the sick, and the diseases left them. And evil spirits went out of them. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will do the same works that Jesus did, but you will also do mighty works. Just like Jesus said, Jesus said greater works. And that's what he meant that we shall do. If I go over to First Thessalonians, let me see if I can find it, fourth chapter, okay, and starting at the third verse, what is there? Okay. It said, okay, I got it. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. So how do we uh, escape to heaven? How do we give heaven to others while we are living in perilous times? All right. The Bible let us know. That's what we're going by, the word of God. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. And I want to stop and pause there because I am really noticing that we are completely embarded almost minute by minute with suggestions of sexual immorality. How do you fight this? 
Well, you have to gird your mind. Amen. You, you, you have to do like that Bible says, Romans the 12th chapter where it says, brethren, I beseech you. Remember that? Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, that that is your reasonable uh, service. Remember, I'm going to turn to it before I finish uh, this fourth chapter. Let me turn to that right now. And um, that's how that is going to be the beginning. Like we literally have to sacrifice. We have to. I was at church yesterday and uh, the preacher said, deny yourself. And that's what you and I have to do. How do we deny ourselves? We present our bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So that is it. And God's will as we're just learning, is sanctification. Because why? In First Thessalonians 4 chapter, sanctification is how we are now available to be useful. The fourth verse says that each of you should know. So you have a responsibility. You can't point your finger at the culture and at the evil that we are experiencing and seeing. You cannot point your finger because Holy Spirit as Paul did with those disciples that were believers, he laid hands on them and Holy Spirit came inside of them. You have a spirit inside of you that is greater than any fallen angel, any little G God, any unclean spirits, any Nephilim spirit. It doesn't matter what the source of the evil is. Your Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit is greater than them all. So if you would allow your own self to retain Holy Spirit inside of you. Here's the word that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother because the Lord is the avenger. Okay. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, who, who, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us, like I said, his Holy Spirit. So concerning brotherly love, we have to love one another. See, love will help you and I retain Holy Spirit and aspire to Lead a quiet life. Mind your own business. Work with your own hands. Walk properly toward those who are outside of the faith that you may lack nothing. And then do not be ignorant about the time and the season that we're living in like those who have fallen asleep. Lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. See, and all the sadness and the despair and the craziness and the perversion and the wickedness and I mean, even for Kanye West to be talking about his mother was sacrificed. I mean, it just goes on and on. I, I guess I've been greatly affected this weekend uh, trying to figure out what to talk about today. And I saw so much horror. But I have hope. See, we're not to be like those that have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
Even so, God will bring him those who sleep in Christ and Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. I'm reading from the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 4, chapter 15, verse. That we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, angel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ will arise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort yourselves, comfort each other. Now, no matter what the times and the seasons are, we have a hope. Amen. I have hope. You have hope. I would like to pray for us now. You're listening to Escape to Heaven but I'm here to tell you, in your escape to heaven, you still must live holy and you still are held accountable and you still have to pursue sanctification. It's still only you that can do it for you. Your mommy, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your bishop, your pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher. No one can do it for you. You must do it for yourself. Father God, today. Lord, in heaven above, we ask you, Lord, to just look down upon us. Lord, extend more and more and more and more and more of your grace and your mercy. Father God, allow us to pursue righteousness. Allow us to have revelation, Lord, as to what it means to be sanctified and set aside, set aside for your will, Lord God. And let us be the light that this dying, dark world has right now. Lord God, let us be the light. Let us have our faith. And our hope in Jesus Christ remain intact, Lord God. And Father, let us pray with conviction. Pray, God, knowing that you are the God that hear our prayer and answer our prayer. Lord God, let us walk daily with expectations of signs and wonders and miracles, Lord, knowing that those that know their God in these days will do great exploits. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you decided that this is the moment for us to experience life and so, God, we ask you to let Jesus abound in us so that we can give to this world life, but life more abundantly as Jesus came and brought unto us. Father, we thank you today. Radio Land, just so that you know, I love you. Happy holiday season. And in the midst of all the insanity, I have faith that you will experience love, joy, peace, righteousness, this season, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Bye. Anybody want to see your loved ones? Mm, yeah.